about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. I'd like us to open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Hebrews 12, 22 to 25. It says, But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. If you are here in church without your Bible, can you raise up your hand? Raise it up. Let, let us see. Okay, you can put it down now. If you don't have your Bible, please look, into, look at the screen. Don't look around. I can, I can see some people looking around. This is church. Amen? All right. It says, You are come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an uncountable number of angels. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. See then that you do not refuse him that speaks. For if they escape not who refused him that speak on earth, how much shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven? Verse 26, Whose voice then shook the earth? But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more, I shall not shake the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. I love that passage of scripture so much because it tells us that there is nobody under the auspices of Jesus Christ, no one that is saved, no one that is a child of God, no one that is born again, no one that finds themselves in church that has come to the household of David. No one has come to deeper life. No one has come to the Anglican Church. No one has come to the Catholic Church. No one has come to RCCG. We might be sitting in this physical place and we might be members of different departments, but the Bible tells us where we've come to. And one of the differences between those who are running the heavenly race and those who are not is that thing of revelation. Some are always aware of what God is doing and some are not. The Bible says that two shall be in a field, one shall be taken and one shall be left. The Bible says two shall be on the bed, sleeping on the same bed. One shall be taken and one shall not be. The difference between the two is the difference between Elisha and Gehazi. You know the story, when they woke up in the morning and Gehazi saw the valley was filled with enemy soldiers, definitely ready to arrest Elisha. And he was in a state of panic. He did not know what to do. Woke up his master and said, Master, how shall we do? Like Pastor likes to say. He didn't say, what shall we do? He says, how shall we do? Because what they were to do was obvious. They were supposed to run away. But because they were surrounded, how? 
But Gehazi, but Elisha woke up and asked Gehazi to go and bring his toothbrush. That's not written in the Bible. He said, let me brush my teeth and be thinking about it. Help me make coffee. And Gehazi thought that, what's, is he getting old or what? And Elisha prayed a simple prayer for Gehazi and said, Lord, open his eyes. And when God opened Gehazi's eyes, Gehazi saw that the valley was filled with more soldiers, angelic beings, chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. That they that were with them were more than they that were against them. That they that were with them were more than they that were with those that were against them. Hallelujah. Gehazi went to pick up his own toothbrush. The difference between one and the other is the difference between the disciples and Jesus when they were in the boat. And the Bible says there was tempest and the boat was up and down and so on and so forth. And Jesus was sleeping on three pillows and pulled the fourth one and slept on it. Four pillows now. While they were busy scooping water out of the boat. You know, with all kind of panic and they were making noise and they were... And they woke up Jesus and said, Are you not afraid that we will perish? And Jesus said, We who? Speak about yourself. And he stood up and said, Peace be still. And the Bible says that the winds and the waves, they obeyed him. They were in the same valley, they were in the same boat, but they were not aware of the same things. The reason why you can come to a place like this for one service, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, one month, two months, one year, three years, and someone else can come at the same time. But the stories of your lives are different is revelation. So when I read this portion in my, in my Bible that says we've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, to an uncountable number of angels, when pastor says something to us and some people understand it, some don't, it's because some can see, some cannot. If he says, for instance, now, that you don't Facebook during service, some are like, we have heard, nothing spoiled. My phone is my phone. My account is my account. The service is my. Bible says, in fact, Bible says all things are mine. Why can't I Facebook? I just want to tweet that service things. What's wrong with that? But someone else can see that they are sitting in a place where there's an uncountable number of angels. Someone can see that they are in a place where there's the blood of sprinkling. Kai. They sit down there and. While someone else is just sleeping or, you know, just randomly enjoying himself and so on and so forth, this person is, is in conversation with the Almighty God. Sometimes the minister is just preaching, like I'm just talking now, and the guy is not interested in what I'm saying. He's waiting for what God would say through the preacher to him because he knows he's in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Some say, you know, no, don't tell me I'm presence of God. I'm always in the presence of God. God is always, I'm, I, I fact, I leave God, is headquarters in my bedroom. Listen, Jesus Christ said that wherever two or three are gathered, I will be there in their midst. 
There's a difference between the presence of God in the life of a believer and that corporate presence of God. Hallelujah. That corporate presence of God is different. It is higher. It is greater. It's the kind of one shall chase a thousand and two shall chase ten thousand. Praise God. So there's a, there's, there's a spiritual world, a spiritual church that surrounds us. There's a great heritage that we have in God. We've got things that cannot be seen with the physical eyes. And if we are going to be effective children of God in the last days, we must be different. Hallelujah. Can you tell a neighbor we've come to Mount Zion? The city of the living God. Make no, no, no mistake about it. I, I want you to understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that that happens only when you come to church. No. That happens from the day you get saved. What I want to talk to us about today, if you want to give it a title, is, it's called living in the presence of God. Living in the presence of God. From the day you get saved, you change location. You are no longer like everybody else. You are no longer where you used to live. Your physical address may be on a particular street, on a particular number, but your spiritual local standing has changed. You are now surrounded by so great a cloud of witness. I mean, Moses is watching you. Rahab is watching you. But adventure, you are involved in something. Rehab is telling you that I too was a prostitute. But I had this God. I embraced this God. I entered into the race and I came out as a mother of faith. What excuse do you have? You might be 40, going on 50 and you've, you've got no child. Abraham is watching you and he's telling you, I was 75 when God called me. And I got my child, first child, 25 years later at 100 years old. And I became the father of faith. What excuse do you have? You're getting tired. You might be in Big Daddy's house, or you might just be 21 or 19, and you're wondering, you know, all these, uh, all these, all these things that they're talking about, praying and all that. Say, Paramini, I'm not ready for all these kind of things. And Joseph is watching you, and Joseph is saying, I was 17 when I had a dream from God. And I was, and you say, my parents don't even love me, they don't like me, you know, my siblings, they don't, they don't give me money, they just left me on my own, I, because I told them that I want to go into music, and they, they think it's not a, you know, some people don't think music is until to, to today. Some people don't think that if you are not engineer, doctor, or lawyer, you're not a serious person. Some people don't think if you have a university degree, you're not a serious person. The only place where you can find definition for your life that nobody may understand in the first place, but eventually they will come and say, truly we know that you came into the world for our sake. To preserve us is in the word of God. My parents don't care about me, you know, I'm just on my own in Lagos and so on and so forth. Not only did his parents not care about him, he was so... Okay, his father did, and his mother did. But his brothers, he was put in a pit and then he was sold to slavers. And he didn't lose it. He didn't say, I'm on my own. I don't care anymore. When the madame of the enterprise said, you know, handsome Bobo, I like you now. Let's roll this thing. I will be giving you special treatment. Joseph said, how can I do this thing with you, Potiphera, and sin against my master, right? Is that what he said? 
Okay, I was trying to catch you. Some people are, some people are not sleeping. How can I do this evil thing and sin against my father Jacob, Isaac and Abraham? Is that what he said? That 19-year-old boy said, how can I do this evil thing and sin against God? Even in Egypt, a godless land where they worship anything. In that place at that time, they worship tree, they worship lizard, they worship coconut. Once the thing has form, they worshiped it. They had no form of godliness in, in Egypt. Israel spent 400 years there. By the time Moses went to meet them, he said, God of Abraham. He said, which God? We know, yeah, on Monday, there are 33 gods. On Tuesday, 64. Which of the gods are you talking about? Moses said, Moses said, is the God of Abraham. He said, which one? Is it the one that is tall like a roko tree? Or the one that is like chameleon? They were corrupt. Less than a few weeks after coming out of Egypt, they made a golden calf. And they said, this is the, you see, I, 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 we were telling Moses sins. Go and read it. They said, this is the God that brought us, that brought us out of Egypt. They said, we're telling Moses sins to show us what it looks like. It's a calf of gold. That's how confused they were. That's how bad Egypt was. There is nothing on Instagram. There is nothing in, in the, from the West. There is nothing on Channel Q or Channel O or whatever. There's not all those music videos that wa- has not been in this world before. It's just that now there is internet. So you can see it if you're not there. Rome was terrible. Egypt was terrible and Joseph was there. And Joseph said, eh, eh. Even though I didn't come here on Virgin Atlantic, I will remain a virgin. I will not sleep with you. He was living in the presence of God. Tell your neighbor we've come to Mount Zion. Jesus came for this reason. This is why he came. You know, Nicodemus said to him that, you know, no man can do these things. And all that. Jesus Christ said that except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That means he cannot see what God is doing. That's why Jesus came. He came because man... The psalmist says, what is man that art mindful of him? Or he says, you know, he says, I've said that you are gods, and all of you are sons of the Most High, you know, but you shall die like men and, and fall like one of the princes. Because they don't know, they don't understand. Therefore, the, 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 the foundations of the earth are out of course. Because the people that God made, you know, what happened was that when God made Adam and Eve, you see, every, Bible says in the cool of the evening, they would, they would, the, the, God will come, come to fellowship with them. Adam and Eve were gissing with God like this. That was that is that thing that made man that made man man. Man is man because of God. Hallelujah. The reason why Adam could call the lion and name the lion, say, your name is Lion, and you will see Lion and Run, is because Adam was fellowshipping with God. Hallelujah. But that's why Jesus came. He came to he came to bring men into the kingdom. What was Joseph's stuff by promise? What was Abraham's stuff by promise is now your birthright. You were born into the kingdom. You've been given. Your spirit man is now alive. Hallelujah. It means it's your birthright now to know God. Jesus did not say, you know, you would travel to Mount Zion. The Bible says that they were looking for a city. All those guys, they, they all died in faith. Not having received the promise. But it says you have come to Mount Zion. Jesus died to bring us to God. That we were not, we were born in the presence of God. The Bible says, "In Him we live and move and have our being. We are also, we are His offspring." 
But Bible says, as many as received him, to them give him the, the right to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. That means that when it comes to healing the sick, that's your natural environment. That means that when you are sitting down on a chair, if the president of the nation, General Buhari, passes by, you might not stare. You might just keep browsing, you know, or checking stuff. If the president of the United States, Trump, passes by, you might just say, hello, hello, stop tweeting like that. Allow him to pass. If there's a great earthquake and there's a tornado and all that, you might just, just, you might just go to sleep and just be like, nothing to me. But if God walks into the room, you will know. You will get up and say, guys, something just changed around here. And if God speaks, you will hear. Everybody else may not hear, but you will hear. Don't travel to Egypt. Stay in Gera and sow in the land. You will stay and sow. Everybody may be leaving the country. God says, no, you stay. Everybody may be leaving the company. God says, no, you stay. Everybody may be going. God says, may be staying. God says, no, you, you go. You will pick it. It means that if you are staring at the body of water and Jesus is walking on it. You two walk on it. That's what happened to Peter. Peter said, if it's you, let me come. That's the secret. That's the secret. Uh, Peter did not say that. Ah, what is Archimedes? Oh, flotation principle. Aye. I'm going to the lab to go and study the Bernoulli principle for flotation of footwear. He did not say, you know, I need a parachute to carry me. He did not say, I'm looking for... Peter saw Jesus walking on water and said, if it is you. Those guys, they had snapshots of our birthright. Jesus said to Peter that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. When he said, who am I? Peter had those revelations even when he was not yet born again. Some said he was Elijah. You know, some people treat Jesus as if he's Elijah, as if he's Moses. You know, some, a, a religious book and a religious place where we go to, where we just go and hear some things and go back during the week, Monday to and Sunday, we come back again and all that. Peter said, no, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said that upon this rock I will build my church. Hide. Alright. So, he... That thing that Peter did was by revelation. It was not just all the other disciples were there. Now, why didn't they say, let's walk on water too? All of us, when they saw Peter, all of them were, look, were looking at him like, <laughs> Peter, we know, say, you don't want to live long. But Peter got that thing by revelation. Peter said, if Jesus is walking on water, <clears throat> I too can walk on water. If Jesus lived his entire life, Pleasing God. I too can live my entire life pleasing God. If Jesus rose from the dead, I too will rise from the dead. If Jesus ascended into heaven, one day I'll be caught up. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to transpose into our DNA the 
identity and the environment of the presence of God. Hallelujah. In the presence of God, there's no sickness. In the presence of God, no work of the devil can, can survive. In the presence of God, nothing. There's no sadness. There's no disappointment. That's why Jesus came. So everybody may be... You just have heard some, I had a very terrible dream today. Everybody may be sad about something. Just heard, you know, that, you know, that this, this is happening. You know, they said that, you know, Naira to dollar is just this thing. Whatever, whatever the news may be. But your own radio station is different. Your broadcasting network, where your signals are coming from, where your information is coming, you have higher information. The nature of your life is different. Peter walked to, you know Peter walked on water. What he did by trial and error is your birthright. Hallelujah. Hmm. Let me just bring this to a close. There is a church about to show its face. A church that the world has never seen before. Where everyone is set to the clock of the third heavens. When you touch them, you've touched God. When you see them, you've seen Jesus. They manifest and they transmit the presence of the Most High God. They can just finish eating Eba right now. And then they raise the dead. I went to the cinema to watch, you know, I don't know, to see that Idahosa movie and so on and so forth. I don't know if I've seen that movie. He was just an ordinary boy, probably just a teenager. And he heard in church what the pastor said, that Jesus Christ said that if, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And the pastor was very excited and preached and all that and, you know, and so on and so forth. And he said, Jesus raised the dead and so on and so forth. And after service, he went to ask the dad, are you saying as if I pray for the dead to get, and the, the dead person will come back to life? And the pastor said, yes. Pastor, have you done it before? pastor said, no. He said, but Jesus, Jesus said that if I do it, if I, it, it, will, it will happen. The pastor said, yes. And God bless that pastor. That was the beginning of one of the mightiest ministries on the face, on the face of the earth. So he entered into his, into his bicycle and started going from house to house. Looking for a dead person. Is anybody dead? Can you imagine that? That person has come to Mount Zion. That person has come to the city of the living God. That person has come to a place where the angels cannot be numbered. When you pass by in the night and you see some night workers, females, standing in the middle of the road, wearing nothing, on a very dark street, there's an innumerable company of things standing by them. That's why they're, 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 they're that bold. But you, they take the light and you're inside. You run out. He got to a place and there was a girl there called Inuata. She's, about, she's in her 60s now. She has grandchildren. And he said, you know what, I come back to life. And everybody was crying and everything. And he opened his Bible again. And he, and he opened his Bible and he read. And he saw that Jesus Christ told all of them to leave the room. So he told all of them, oh yeah, leave, 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 leave. He was doing it. Uh, it was, uh, how do you say it? Uh, plug and play. That's what he was doing. But he had faith in his heart. 
And he read it again. He says that Jesus Christ say, said her name was, this girl's name must have been Damsel. That's what he said. Or, of course, Damsel means lady. But he felt that was lazy. So he said, he now went to ask, what's her name? He said, her name is Inuata. Damsel, I say to you, arise. He said, Inuata, I say to you, arise. Inuata, come back to life in Jesus' name. When I, I found myself shedding tears at that point in time. Not when the girl woke up. So when I saw the faith of the young man. And the girl sneezed and came back to life. And that was how the power of heaven started moving all over from Benin City to Samaria to the other most parts of the earth. There is a people that are moving at the frequency of God's throne. A people called, chosen. A people that know their God. That are strong. That are not subject to the forces of this world. That are, they, they, they don't cry when others cry. When others are crying, they say, no, there's a lifting up. There's the people that sing the song, I just want to be where you are. I just want to be with you who confess the word that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Are you one of those people tonight? Are you one of those people that God can entrust the name of Jesus to? Everybody says in Jesus' name, when they in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, and so forth. They don't know what that name means. That means that's, that's, that is the power of atony. That's the sign of authority of God on the face of the earth. It means the name that God has placed on you and I by birthright. When I say I'm giving you, if I say I'm giving you my name, or let me let me use a better example. If I just imagine that I am, just imagine that I'm a very wealthy man. All the banks in Nigeria and all over the world, they know me. When I walk in, they shut down for two days to attend to me. <laughs> they tell our customers, customers, we love you, but all your money put together is not up to what this man has. I take the ATM of my fattest account. I say, Piso, take. Wherever you go, with this ATM, you can buy anything. That's the name of Jesus. That's what the Father has given us. Piso may go somewhere and just say, I beg, what you get for there? I'm alone waiting. How much? 7,500. Ah. Come and eat me now. <laughs> what you get for there? In How much? You know, get the those wrapper, those twenty twenty naira wrap. The ATM is in is in his pocket. People can go and say that, ha. Pastor I, I want. I pray for me. I want. I want a. I want a car. Pastor pray to him. I say, just you know. He remembers that his, his brother has his, his brother's third car, his cousin's third car, his cousin wants to sell it for 350k. God is the spirit of God is telling him within his heart that just say it, Range Rover Sports 2017, 35 million. Just just say it. The ATM is in your pocket. Peacefully saying, Bros, I go pay you 36 months. I go pay you 15, 15k. You're laughing. But that's how a lot of us behave. We don't know where we've come to. We don't know how, how great the love the Father has bestowed upon us. 
that we should be called the sons of God. I want you to rise to your feet this evening. Don't clap. I want you to rise to your feet this evening. I want you to raise up both of your hands. I want you to begin to talk to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, open my eyes that I might see, behold, wondrous things that you have given me in Christ Jesus. Cause my heart to be flooded with your light. The Bible says that God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. I want you to say, Father, from today, fill me with wisdom and spiritual understanding. Show me what is written of me in your book. I do not want to live an ordinary life anymore. A life of struggling. A life of ups and downs. But according to your word, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That you have made me more than a conqueror. That you have given me abundance of grace and of the gift of life that I might reign with you in, in Christ Jesus. Here I am tonight. Thank you because my name is written in the book of life. Everything that is written in that book, Father, tonight, I begin to walk in it in the name of Jesus. My eyes, they are open to see. I begin to hear what you're saying. I step out of the expectations of men and begin to walk according to the word of God. I want someone to pray tonight. The hope of your family is in your hands. The hope of your generation is in your hands. The future of your company is in your hands. You are the one that the world is waiting for. It says the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. From today, the word of God is powerful in my mouth. I begin to see visions. And I begin to dream dreams. I begin to prophesy and speak the word of God. I begin to walk in the boldness of the Almighty. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Can someone say loud amen? amen. Can someone shout a loud amen? amen? Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say neighbor. This is Mount Zion. This is the most powerful place on the face of the earth. Say neighbor. I'm a believer. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am alive. I have life. Say great things are written concerning me. It is true unto me according to the word of God. In the name of Jesus, I am the body of Christ. Satan has no power over me. I am born of God. I fear no evil. I am delivered from every evil in this world. My path is like the shining light that shines brighter unto the perfect day. I'm an overcomer. 
I overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of His testimony, and because I do not love my life unto the death. I submit to God. I resist the devil, and he flees from me. I'm a model of Christ in my generation. I triumph with 100% victory by the word of God. In the name of Jesus, I'm blessed in everything I do. Beyond all causes, I'm blessed in my body. Going out, in my coming in, I'm empowered to prosper. I'm fruitful. I multiply. I subdue. I take dominion in everything I do. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. Can somebody rejoice this evening? Say the rest of the year is blessed. This is my year of the fullness of joy. I raise my hands over the rest of November and December. And I speak words of faith over them. I speak prosperity. I speak restoration. I speak advancement. I speak righteousness. I speak grace. In the name of Jesus.